0: ho 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 what is up comic bookie fans we are back live from the north pole ready to deliver a fire episode 93 for all you villains all you heroes all you writers all you artists you athletes you coaches whatever you call yourself we are here for this special edition christmas edition of the comic bookies podcast first in sports the nba tips off but the and company Have enough to handle a former foe and a former teammate? And how did the champs fare on opening night? On the NFL side, we get into the playoff picture for you guys. The NCAA playoffs is set. Just another popularity contest for the committee. We'll talk about it. The NHL has a new schedule and format for this 2021 season. And boy, is it crazy. We'll fill you guys in. And maybe we'll take a trip across the pond for a couple footy topics. On the comic side, like always, new books, HBO Max and Disney Plus are hoping for big numbers on Christmas, but is HBO Max already lagging before presents are even unwrapped? The Snyder Cut has a semi-release date, but is he already working on another project? We'll fill you in. Sony has to pull a game off the market because, well, let's just say things were getting a little too exciting and the rapper cliff smith who well he wants a role in the mcu and we'll let you know what it is and maybe who cliff smith is so stick around for all this and more on episode 93 let's go Ladies and gentlemen, you hear that music fading in the background. What is up? It might not be fading as quick as that $600 is going to fade away from that wallet coming up here next week with the stimulus. But nonetheless, this is not episode 93 brought to you by the one and only Treasure Island Comics in Fremont, California. As always, uh, time is adjusted there. But as always, he will always get your stuff shipped out to you. You can always pick it up curbside. But we want everybody to enjoy this episode with sean and i unfortunately mike could not be here tonight but we are here to do this special episode that we said we would try to do last week for you guys and uh let's get into it sean man thank you you missed last week uh we you got like i mentioned you're on the zigzag theory with the with the episodes lately with mike but uh We're here, and how's it going, man? How are you this week? You ready for
1: Christmas? Everything is good, brother. Like you said, man, a special Christmas edition. We got Christmas coming up in a couple of days. Happy holidays and Merry Christmas to you, Mark, as well as all the comic bookie fans. Very excited. Hopefully a good short work week also for everybody. Enjoy a little time here at the end of the year with your family and friends. You know, it's really kind of the first Christmas that we're really in the pandemic, kind of acclimated to what the new normal is. But then again, it is a holiday season, so definitely be safe, smart, kind of follow all the measures that are placed upon us. But nah, no, brother, everything is good, man. Definitely happy to be back in the saddle, as you would say. And yeah, just have a nice, good episode. The Comic Bookies, Clyde in the World of Sports and Comics. And man, a lot of good sports and comics to talk about. But before we get into that, how are you doing, bro?
0: I am doing good, man. I I mean, I I'm not gonna say that I couldn't be better because I could be better. I know a lot of people would probably say they could be better as well, but I'm living, I'm healthy, I'm alive, you know. My kid and my wife and my family are doing pretty good. No one's caught the COVID around here. So, you know, the vaccines coming out. I know that people have been very, very optimistic. You hear about this other strain out there in the UK or something that's mutating, but we'll see what that does going into 2021. I think that everybody around the planet, especially in America, I know we're excited, even though it might not seem like, seem like it. And that, you know, maybe you, we don't see as many, uh, What could I say? We don't see as the festivities and, you know, the malls. uh, I I personally haven't been to them, but I don't know how packed they are or whatnot. But it's just uh, even though we don't show it, I know us us Americans are excited for the for the holiday and New Year's coming up. So I'm excited. I hope you're excited. And uh, I just hope that we make it safe and that the, the vaccine comes through and you know, a new president next year. And I'm just really looking forward to 2021. Uh, although, don't get me wrong, we're not out of the weeds yet because uh, this thing can get a little bit crazier. But I'm hoping by at least June, July, we'll uh, pull through this, man.
1: And that's the mindset we all got to have, bro. It's obviously crazy times, as you mentioned. Something I don't think anyone's used to. I mean, we could say, oh, it's the new normal. But, you know, it's something we're never going to be used to. But with the holiday season, as you did mention, I mean, just going on social media, bro, you can go on Facebook, Instagram, and you can see people with the kids making cookies, getting all these different things ready to cook up and stuff. So it's just good, man, because I mean, we still got to live our life and still kind of celebrate those traditions, even if it's in a different way. In regards to the vaccine, you know, I actually know a handful of people who have taken it already. And, you know, they said they didn't really didn't feel any side effects. They did feel a little tired. They did feel pretty sore. But again, you know, these vaccines, you know, it's it's bigger than us. This is something that we need to find cure for something that's going on that's affecting just all of humanity. So in regards to the mutating disease, which you're talking about in the UK and things maybe not getting better till the end of next year, whenever that may be, you know, we just got to keep praying. All do our part and just things hopefully get better sooner than later, man. I definitely agree with you, bro.
0: Yeah, and there was a part on 60 minutes I didn't catch it. I did record it. It was uh about the Pfizer and BioNTech yep, vaccine. Yeah, I I have it recorded. I'm going to watch it to see what it's about, but uh yeah, let's just hope that our uh, world can get back to better steps, but um yeah, speaking of better steps, let's get into the sports, man. Let's get into some better steps that the Brooklyn Nets actually had. Uh, so let's <laughs> start it, let's start it off with the NBA Sean tonight, uh December 22nd, which is opening night. You get more games on Christmas and I believe tomorrow as well actually, but yeah, Sean, what do you think, man? We got our Warriors. We knew it was going to be a little bit tough having to travel all the way to New York, you know, in, in these times and have to face Kyrie, which you, you go back and you have all that those Cleveland days with him. And then, you know, Durant kind of has some type of feelings against this organization as well. But nonetheless, the Warriors lose to the Brooklyn Nets by 26-125 to 99, a high-scoring affair. What do you take away from this game for now? And then we'll get into the next game and the season going forward real quick, man.
1: Oh, well, welcome back, NBA I know uh, Mark and I and Mike definitely enjoyed the bubble. Great quality basketball. And, yeah, it just transitioned right, right into opening night. Warriors did lose by 26, and it wasn't the score. You know, we wanted from our local team. But then again, you know, it's the first game of the season. Uh, no Dre, no Clay, obviously. And you have a lot of new players on that roster with Ubre, Wiggins. I mean, he got traded to the team last year, middle of the year. Wiseman. So I think they just got to get a rhythm. I mean they're definitely not a team that's very very deep when you look at that bench so Steph he's gonna definitely need to step up and they just need to get a healthy Dre and just get a rhythm they played a really tough team bro I mean what you said they flew to the east coast to face Kyrie and KD and it looks like those guys haven't missed a step you know KD is arguably the best player in basketball the way he played tonight he's a stud and Kyrie, another player who, when he's on the court, bro, he can drop buckets. And that Brooklyn team, bro, let's not you know, forget how good their bench is with Levert. Uh, they got Dinwiddle who's on the court with uh, Kyrie and KD Joe Harris. So they have some really good players. And, yeah, they're going to be a big force in the East. I mean, I didn't expect it to be a 26-point win, but, man, they uh, they gave the Warriors a good old half-fashioned ass whooping. But it's a reality check. You know, it's first game of the season. We got 71 games left. I think we'll be all right. What'd you take from it, bro?
0: Yeah, and it's crazy because you kind of think about as like the Nets. Oh, they've been kind of what you know, kind of. I mean, I don't know if you could say the laughing stock, but they were one of those teams that that we never really expected to really do good right but then again the Warriors were one of those teams as well so I always like to see these teams come back as for myself did I think that the Brooklyn Nets were going to get on track this fast with a KD coming back from that Achilles don't get me wrong I'm watching the game and every time he falls I'm like kind of I have that that game in Toronto game five just You know, oh, God, oh, is it going to, you know, it's a scary injury, especially Mm -hmm. when you think of Clay Thompson, how we lost him due to another injury. And I mean, don't get me wrong, uh, Durant, he got he got us two championships as well. And he's a great player, a great guy. Uh, I hope the best for him. But man, he like you said, he put a whooping on us. Curry, 30 minutes. You know, he only made two three pointers. So they're going to have to get in rhythm. He had 20 points. I did like Wiseman with 19. You know, the second uh, ran, the second draft pick. Uh, he, I like him with his 24 minutes. Uh, you mentioned Oubre. You know, he didn't do much, but I think he's going to be a bigger presence on this team. Like you said, it's the first game, man. What are you really going to take from it? Uh, Durant was good. You know, Kyrie was good. Like you said, you can take that from it, but you got to take this uh, with a, you know, grain of salt. So Uh, I'm excited for the season. Do I think the Warriors are going to do better than last season? Yes. Uh, Do I think that. The Nets are going to do better. Hell yes, but it's still a long time to play out and see how both these teams are going to do in the long run, man.
1: Definitely agree with you, bro. I mean, those are two teams with some good basketball players, like you said. The Warriors side, Ubre and Wiseman, two very, very key uh, important players for the team. There was a little, a little bit of garbage time, which uh, inflated Wiseman's stats. But just watching them, you can tell this guy's a stud. He's the number two overall pick. With those 19 points today, he's a big body. He had some good shots for, a, you know, a bigger guy. And again, you know, when they get that rhythm and, you know, you play through Steph, who's, he's a superstar, they're going to be fine. You know, it's definitely hard to see them as probably a championship team, let's be honest, no clay. But they're definitely a team that can make some noise in the West. I definitely think that. And it's funny how you uh said every time you've seen KD fall, you kind of cringed a little bit. Bro, I was the same way. You see an injury like that, it's like anytime you see like acceleration, a cut, a jump, a fall, you're just biting your tongue like, bro, the last time I seen KD with the Warriors, we know what happened. So, you know, you just hope it doesn't happen again.
0: And mention and you and to mention uh the Brooklyn they you have to remember they got Steve Nash a whole new coach yeah. mm-hmm. and I mean I think this is probably why they put this game first you really think about it to me it looked like a fun matchup with the like I said the foe but then you got KD that was the teammate but is now the foe even though it's in a different conference but, I mean, I would say in particularly I would look at the head coaching matchup because you look at Steve Kerr, he kind of was put in the same role as Steve Nash is in now a couple years ago when he started with the Warriors, right? Former point guard, you know, just kind of starting a team. And I think that, like I said, Brooklyn's going to be really fun to watch going forward.
1: You said it, bro. It seems like Steve Nash is really like the Steve Kerr 2.0 per se. You know, he's a young coach. He actually has Amari Stoudemire as his assistant coach. He might be a position coach. And then he has Dan Tony, his former head coach, is one of his assistant coaches. So he's surrounding himself with a lot of good coaches, a lot of good knowledge of the game. And, you know, you have two superstars, as we've mentioned, uh, Kyrie and KD. So with a good roster, some good coaches, you know, The sky's the limit with that team, for sure, especially in the East.
0: You're surrounding myself with great talent as well, Sean, because thank you, because as the comic bookies uh, listeners get that news, uh, I'm getting it as well. I did not know that that Mr. Former Rockets coach, D'Antonio, was uh, the new assistant coach, along with uh, Mari Stoudemire. Uh, That that is, I mean, I like Stoudemire there to vibe with the younger players, and I like D'Antonio there, to, you know, as the, the expertise, to really kind of guide Nash through what head coaching in this league is all about. But uh yeah. You know what else it's all about in this league? It's uh getting trophies. And uh one of your favorite teams, Sean, got uh oh, that boy. one.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> there it is. None I know you saw I know after the Warrior game you stuck around, Sean, for the whole uh ceremony that had to do with the Lakers uh, and their what 18th championship now, I believe, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, tell us your thoughts on this game that happened in the latter stages of uh, this opening night. You got the Clippers, Sean, beating out the Lakers, although it got pretty close in the end. Uh, pretty fun game, the battle for L.A. Clippers 116, Lakers 109. What do you think, Sean? What do you? What did you? What are your takeaways from this game?
1: again it is the first game of the season so it's not one of those oh the lakers lost oh they suck i mean i think the lakers are way better than they were last year schroeder looked great today damn near had a triple double anthony davis and lebron are still anthony davis and lebron and montrez man that guy's a beast and that's actually the player who was on the clippers so looking at the way the game went the result was good for the clippers I just don't know if they're really better than they were last year. If they're going to have a healthy Kawhi all season and PG can live up to that contract, which people are hoping for, and the way he played today, you know, maybe he can. The boy had, I think, 33 points. The Clippers are definitely a good basketball team. Um, I don't know if they're going to be a team that's going to be able to compete for a championship next to the Lakers because the Lakers, they're just so stacked I mean, I'd be up front. I think they're going to probably repeat. (laughs) I know it's kind of early to say that, but just looking at their roster, and you do have the most dominating force in LeBron. You know, an 0-1 start doesn't scare me, (laughs) let's be honest. It was a fun game, though. Definitely good for opening night. I know we had the whooping in the first game, but the second game was definitely a lot closer. The Lakers, I think, tied the game at one point in the third quarter. Clippers definitely... uh, Succeeded down the road and got the win, but yeah, definitely a good basketball game. it's just good to see all the guys on the court. You don't want to see nobody hurt. Obviously, we're gonna get those back to back, so people are gonna sit out. But again, just seeing Kawhi, seeing a good PG, Davis, LeBron, Mark Gasol. You know, people forget that he's on the Lakers now. It was really good to see everybody.
0: Yeah, it yeah. I guess you could say it was good. You thinking that they're gonna repeat, Sean? Um, let's get into some some futures here if you will uh plus 190 for the lakers sean that's pretty much a you know two to one so they are heavy favorites again but the team that is crazy is a team that we just really talked about the brooklyn nets man six to one i believe it's just so crazy a team with the brand new head coach you know a, a superstar that's coming off an achilles injury can pretty much just be tied with the Bucks and, you know, the Clippers all at six to one as well. I mean, they're showing the Nets a lot of love here on these futures, but you got the Celtics at 16 to one, the 76ers at 18 to one, this, this league uh, it doesn't look like it's going to be as, as much parity as we saw in the bubble, Sean, just from what I'm looking here as the futures and what the odds makers are kind of, you know, the setting in for this market the Toronto Raptors which have kind of been a force even in the bubble as we saw but they're 28 to 1 you know they're out there you got the Utah Jazz the Portland Trail Blazers you know obviously a lot's going to change during the season when we start to play but with like you know, the 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 Jazz and the Blazers sitting at 35 to 1 you know you got the Warriors we mentioned them earlier 18 to 1 still out there the the six led uh, Mavericks at twenty two to one, and I think Luca is an early uh, MVP favorite, if I'm not mistaken. But man, I just think that with four teams all within six to one, and then Boston at sixteen to one, could it really be uh, Clippers, Lakers, Nets, Bucks type of uh,
1: uh, conference finals, man? Well, I think people forget how good the Nets really are with that roster. They were a playoff team last year without Kyrie. Kyrie played twenty games last year. And there's going to be a point this year where we all got to forget about the, oh, you know, they were hurt last year, KD and Kyrie. There's a point where it's going to be like, damn, they got Kyrie and they got KD. A healthy at that Kyrie and KD. And again, some of the players I've mentioned, man, like, they're a damn good team. Uh, Dan Whittle, Joe Harris, DeAndre Jordan. and that bench, you have some damn good players. Shamit, he's a good role player. LeVert, who could probably start on any NBA team. Jared Allen, a center who could probably start on most NBA teams. So, I mean, you know, yes, it's a new coaching staff, but definitely just that combination of rookie coach Steve Nash with the veteran coach Dan Tony, And you have... Two superstars with Kyrie and KD. Not to keep bringing them up, but they are stars. And let They're me
0: gonna- l- let me cut you off. You bring up Kyrie and KD, but if you think about it, it's like Kyrie and LeBron when they were on Cleveland. Because the supporting cast, yeah, you had Love, yeah, you had Shumper. yeah, you had. Um, uh, with the timeout, time, you know, uh, J.R. Smith, high ass, right? <laughs> so, I mean, you could, you could kind of say that w- w- the supporting cast for the, the for the net, we're kind of spending a little bit too much time on NBA, but to find it out real quick, I mean, you can kind of say that the supporting cast on the nets now is equivalent kind of to what the Cleveland Cavaliers had that year. And that KD is pretty equivalent to, you know, LeBron. So, With the coaching staff that I think is a little bit better on the Nets compared to what Ty Lue gave you back in Cleveland in those years. I mean, I could, you know, you might be right, Sean. I could actually see the Nets pushing for, you know, the second round, even the conference finals here, man.
1: Well, I think you also got to look at just the way the teams are built. I mean, you look at the role players, that's one thing. But a Kyrie playing with LeBron I think is different than a Kyrie playing with KD you can just see the way, the way they put out on the court today, Ky, KD and Kyrie kind of just build off of each other. Like you can see there's times KD would just step out of the way. Like, Hey, go ball out, bro. Do your thing. I just think every time you play for LeBron, you know, you're never going to be the guy. And when I innocently watched the game today, there was not one time I said, Oh, this is, this is for sure. KD's team. Cause Kyrie was balling and KD let him ball. So I just think the chemistry is a huge, huge thing. Uh, I mean, look, Kyrie left after, what, one or two years with LeBron? There's a reason for that. So I think that just the chemistry and, again, going back to that coaching youth with D'Antoni, the veteran leadership, and just a really just confident bench. Like, they have a good style of basketball, bro. And, I mean, if I were to say that Cleveland team is better than this Brooklyn team, and everyone was healthy, I'd be lying. Like, I think this Brooklyn team is stacked. I think they're good. Their bench is deep. A lot of great players. So, yeah, I easily think they'll be probably facing the Bucks in the Eastern Conference Finals. You definitely have, you know, your Celtics, a couple other teams. But, again, Miami. you know, Miami, of course, not knocking them. I like Miami. 18-1. You know, but then again, you're just looking at a team that, you know, it's not just – KD and Kyrie this team has some damn good basketball players all around and I think that's going to definitely separate themselves against a lot of these teams
0: yeah and we got a whole nother what uh 80 whatever games to go so
1: uh 71 they shortened the oh season. they did they did so yeah 10 uh, games. 72 yeah 71 left
0: yeah, and they're probably just practicing with it because it's probably going to stick now going forward. You know, they've been talking about shortening the season as it was. So, you know, I, I can see it being 72 probably from here on out. They're just like, it's like all these tech companies practicing with not having people at the office. <laughs> <laughs> <Guilty>. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh boy. Uh, but yeah, dude, I think that this is going to, a lot of these changes might in these sports and leagues are going to probably stick around. So, Sean, you like the Lakers. Uh, I kind of like the Clippers to kind of, you know, to kind of gel a little bit more this year. But we'll see, man. We'll see. We'll give updated odds throughout the season and whatnot. But uh, let's transition over into the NFL, Sean. I don't want to spend too much time, actually, you know, on, on games that were past due. Uh, let's kind of get more into maybe a games or games going forward up into this weekend or uh, the standings. What do you like? Pittsburgh has on a is on a two game losing streak, and everyone thinks that it's over for them. Although I think that they're gonna get on track this week, but. Sean, man, what are, what are your thoughts getting into, you know, uh, these latter stages of this 2020 season as we approach January and these playoffs, uh, the chiefs came through against the saints. That's Mike's, uh, NFL, uh, super bowl, uh, matchup, but what do you think Sean going forward, uh, for this week and the season?
1: I'm really just focused on the AFC right now. Just looking at that matchup, uh, Going down the road for those last couple playoff spots, Miami, Baltimore, Cleveland, Indianapolis, Tennessee, because they're tied at 10 and four. And the Raiders still got an outside chance. Obviously, the Raiders had a really, really bad loss last week versus the Chargers. But they got two games left to redeem themselves. I believe it's Miami, which is definitely a must win because they're ahead of them in the wild card picture. And the Broncos, who should be a win. So, you know, it might be some good pressure for them. See if they can live up to the moment. But this AFC, man, I'm definitely liking it. Uh, playoff picture is really, really close. And going into that Pittsburgh game, bro, it's funny you mentioned it because I know before we talked, uh, or before we did the episode, our little pre-production, we were talking about whoever they play this week, they're probably going to win. Well, you know what? They got a really tough matchup this week going against Indianapolis. Indianapolis is a damn good football team. It's funny because before the season started, I know they got Phillip Rivers. Obviously, he's been playing some pretty good football. But there's no way in hell anybody thought they'd be a ten and four football team. And here they are at ten and four facing the eleven and three, three losses in a row, Pittsburgh Steelers. And I'm telling you, bro, when you look at it, Cleveland's only one game behind Pittsburgh. So I mean, you know, they have an outside chance of not just getting in through the wild card. They might take the damn division. And that, I mean Baltimore yeah. is at 9 wins. They're only 2 games behind. So it's like, bro, you know, Pittsburgh is getting a little complacent the way they're playing right now. And who would have thought that Cleveland Browns, man, the Cleveland Browns, the worst 10-win team I've ever seen, but damn, I don't know how they Lost. I, I have to, maybe lost, I have to believe them now.
0: Lost Odell Beckham in what week was it 4 or 5? four they five, left, yeah they lost them pretty early and like you said this division is actually you know looking like one of the nicest divisions in football you know although it's crazy because if you think that the new england patriots could have actually been worth the hell damn this year like people actually thought they might have been the afc east actually would have been another contender you know another nice looking you know uh, division right there but yeah, you're right, Sean. If the Brown, if the Pittsburgh continues to stumble, which I don't think that they will, but the Browns do have a good shot at, you know, getting a home game, right? So, um, Vegas Raiders, uh, are they even gonna get to their damn win total in Vegas that Vegas had posted for them at seven and a half? Because at this point, in the way they looked, you thought that they were gonna for sure get to eight, right? Now is Mariota going for them? Or, or is uh, Derek Carr's groin that magically got uh, upset as he was running out of bounds? Do you know about that? I haven't checked the injury report, he but had it a looked limited pretty practice, bad. Think,
1: today. He had a limited practice today. And I think originally it said it's like a 10 to 12-day injury. But then again, based off the whole playoff contention, I mean, I think he's going to try to play. But with that kind of injury, man, if you can't move and you're not mobile, I mean, let's be – kind of realistic here. Mariota did not look bad at all last week, and I'd probably put my money into Mariota this week.
0: Kansas City is scary. Uh, I think the AFC race is going to be very fun. Let's get into the NFC, though, Sean. Is the football team going to do anything with their...
1: uh,
0: (laughs) (laughs) How crazy is that that division... I mean, things always revert back to the means. And believe it or not, that division almost has a 500 football team in the football team. So uh, I think they deserve to be there with how they've played and how Mr. Smith has turned it around for them. But I just don't see the NFC playoff card picture being uh, as exciting as the AFC, man. I see that New Orleans, if they can get it together, along with – the Green Bay Packers, man, I just think that they're going to be kind of forces to be uh, reckoned with sitting there at 11 and 3 and 10 and 4, respectively. So, your thoughts on the NFC, Sean? You're at your, I uh, your, your you division. St-
1: I think you said it best, bro. There's a lot of kind of just self explanatory things going on. Things are already pretty much locked in. Green Bay, New Orleans, Seattle's already in there. You know, it's, it's kind of not scripted, but it's kind of boring. You already have a lot of teams already just locked in. And it's funny that the most exciting, quote-unquote, playoff race is the worst division in football. You got the 6-8 and eight Washington Redskins leading the division. But as bad as they've been, as much crap as people have talked about them, the freaking Cowboys are at 5-9, one game behind them. And when you look at this week, Dallas is hosting Philly, who, yes, Jalen Hurts is looking like the Heisman that he should be. But then again, it's like he is a rookie. I actually wouldn't be surprised if Dallas won this football game. And Washington, you know, if Alex Smith is hurt and Dwayne Haskins is more focused on the strip (laughs) club than football, you know, I think Dallas might win this week. Washington might tumble versus Carolina and boom, the records are tied. So it's like. Dallas is right there to get into the playoffs. I mean, we've said it, you know, since we've become diehard football fans. It's not how you get in the playoffs. It's just getting into the damn playoffs. So, I mean, whether the Cowboys get in with six wins or seven wins or Washington gets in with seven wins or whatever in the hell it is, it's about getting in. I mean, despite how ugly it is right now, this is really one of the tightest playoff races in football. And let's be real, man. No one's going to get in through the wild card from that division. So they're playing for the division. So it's going to be, I think, a really exciting week just due to the circumstances.
0: Yeah, and Mike and I can probably uh, go on contra with you about how it doesn't matter about how you get in. It's about getting in. But if you remember a couple seasons ago, the way the Raiders got in, as uh as Mr. Carr uh, is breaking his fibula or tibula as Mr. Donald Penn so they got it didn't matter how they got in oh yes it did that season because they (laughs) went into Houston with Michigan State's finest in Connor Cook and, uh, and that was a pretty good season you know and uh it didn't really mean shit at the end so uh I guess sometimes it does matter how you get in but The New York Giants are right there, too, right behind them in that division also, Sean. So we'll see, man. We'll see. Uh, I don't know if there's any more pigskin you want to talk about. If there's anyone that you like or you want to mention that you uh, think uh, is a clear-cut favorite uh, for these playoffs. And, you know, we're kind of getting down to the gritty that we don't really have to, like, go too, too, too long on it every week. Uh, kind of know who's getting in now and who's going to do who. So uh, to wrap up the NFL, Sean, do you have anything else or who you think that is going to be scary for these playoffs other than uh, Kansas City?
1: You know, what I think uh, obviously the game to watch this week actually includes two of the teams that I think we got to be scared of. It's Green Bay and Tennessee. Derrick Henry. uh He is just an absolute freaking beast. And that Tennessee offense is really playing well. And then Green Bay, man, 11-3. and Rodgers is literally looking like an MVP with 40 touchdowns and I think under five interceptions. So, yeah, definitely the game to watch on Sunday night, NBC. But also, you know, two teams to watch in the playoffs. So they're going to definitely make a good run.
0: Yeah, definitely, definitely. And stay tuned for all these games. I think we're having games again on Saturday as well.
1: Raiders included.
0: If, yeah, Raiders included and uh, yeah, and stay tuned for all these games coming up this weekend. Don't forget the NBA is going to have a contender and uh, with the NFL game going on as well as the Minnesota Vikings uh, visit the New Orleans Saints as a seven point underdog. We'll see how that transpires. But yeah, let's get into NCAA real quick just to touch on it. Did the committee get it right, Sean? Come on
1: now, bro. NCAA never gets it right. <laughs> so bad for those kids and for those teams. But so they're getting yeah. paid
0: now, right? Uh, they didn't a rule come that I think they passed a law that and uh, and college athletes can get paid for certain things now. I'd have to look into it. I read the headline, but I did not dig deep into the details. So uh, maybe on episode 94 next week we'll have that a little bit more. But, yeah, Sean, I believe that college athletes can uh, – Require payments uh, of such now. Yeah,
1: I think uh, in one of our earlier episodes, we've seen something that either one of the states or maybe, again, all of college passed something that they can get some sort of incentive. I mean, obviously, is isn't like, all right, you know, Joe Blow is going to sign this contract or whatever it is. You know, we definitely got to look into the details. But I guess that part of it, you know, they may get right. They get some sort of incentive. But in regards to the playoff picture, they could not have been more wrong including Notre Dame. Yes, I sound like a broken record from ESPN to Fox Sports. No one thinks Notre Dame should have got in, but once again, they got in, and, of course, they're facing Alabama. I mean, why even show up? That game's going to be a whooping. I mean, I don't even know what to say right now, bro. 2012? You You know what, man? It's just sad because you have all these other teams uh, not getting away from the other game which is going to be obviously an awesome game Justin Fields in Ohio State versus Trevor Lawrence and Clemson a very fun game uh, two of the top quarterbacks probably two of the top five picks of the upcoming draft that's going to be a fun game but again going to that Alabama game I mean Notre Dame I just don't know how the hell you guys get in you guys just lost versus Clemson so you get rewarded to get into the playoffs I don't know tell me Mark how does that work Well, it works
0: because they also beat Clemson in the regular season. You got to remember they joined the ACC on special. They beat
1: a backup quarterback Clemson. I guess I don't know what that means to the committee, but come on now. So, who desert?
0: In your opinion, who would you say? Were you a Florida boy, a And M boy? Who do you think was more deserving than Notre Dame? I mean, at the end of the day, I guess you could say that they were somewhat deserving of it. I mean, they did play Clemson in that title game. And I guess the committee, obviously, not just the committee, but anyone with two eyes can see how good Clemson's been in a powerhouse, you know, completely taking over that role from your Florida State, I think, (laughs) Sean and Auburn and those type of teams. You know, Clemson's now that powerhouse with Alabama and the Ohio States and whatnot. But in your opinion, I mean, you don't think that that one loss that, you know, it was enough to propel them?
1: You know what? I think to better my argument, no, I don't think they should have been a part of the final four. But I can see why, because you only pick four teams. But I think picking Notre Dame is why your system is so broken. Because you need at least eight teams. You can't not have an A&M. You can't not have a Florida. You know, there's a lot of teams that made a damn good case to for sure be in the playoffs. And the thing is, when you have four, you basically just you already have it predetermined pretty much to a degree, at least two or three of those teams almost every year. I mean, God, for the past, what, five to ten years, for sure it's been predetermined. So you know you kind of don't give a chance for a lot. I mean, look at Iowa State; they were eight and one. Yes,
0: I was just gonna say that. So, so how, yeah, is, your, so how is your so how is so how is your beef with Notre Dame with the nine and zero, but not with Ohio State that played four less games? Yeah, they're five oh, and zero. Oh, well, Iowa
1: State—that's another thing. I don't even. I mean, start I, my 9-0.
0: beef was more with Ohio State than than Notre Dame.
1: I'm not even going to go there either because I agree they didn't even play enough games. And this goes into it's just the COVID season. Everything's already screwed up anyways. I just think, yeah, look at it from a system standpoint, you need eight teams. Because if you're going to have Ohio State who, let's be real, they probably are deserving because of how good they are. But when you look at the resume, they technically played how many games? Do they really deserve to be in there? So it's, you know, it's a double standard.
0: Well they they're sh- 6-0. They're, we, I'm looking at the conference. They 6-0. are 6-0.
1: So you give them that, but then again, it's just like, damn, you have an Iowa State that played nine games. You have a Florida which played, you know, nine to ten games. An A&M, which played nine to ten games. That's why you just need more teams. Straight up you just need more teams. Maybe this wasn't the year with all the crap that's going on that you can just make a big move to make it an eight team tournament. But this is the example, you know, that's set that hey. We what about
0: be. a San Jose State, 7-0? and 0. And you know what? Mountain West champs. Saying
1: that, bro. So obviously it's a shortened season. So say San Jose State played a full season and they went, I don't know, 10-1. and 1. Hey, maybe they went 10-0. and 0. That's where you include a San Jose State in an eight-team tournament. You can find a spot for a very, very small school, quote-unquote, compared to these Alabama schools. Because if it's a four-team playoff, no offense, you're not going to put San Jose State, bro. You're not gonna put them at. You wouldn't put them against a freaking two two lost Florida team. You're still gonna go with the two lost Florida team over an undefeated San Jose State. It's just a system, which I'm cool with. But you need to have eight teams because you at least give a chance for these teams. Yeah, I definitely. Mean, imagine that, bro. You know, you're in college. You're at an undefeated team. You win the conference, and you know, no matter what, you're never gonna have a chance at a BCS or a BCS, but just a championship. Like that's, that sucks. So you just got to fix the system.
0: I think the number five Aggies got jobbed as well, sitting at eight and one playing in the SEC and that schedule and what Calvin Mons last year. I mean, it's just, it's so unfair to these players. You want to talk about, oh, they don't get paid. It's unfair. Will you change that rule for them? What about changing this damn rule with these four teams? You could say that the four that got in, yes. And then you throw in, and then you throw in the Aggies Right, okay. you throw in the Gators, there's okay, your two. six, and then you can throw in like the the Cincinnati Bearcats with an eight and O record, and then yeah. maybe even a San Jose Spartans, and the, you know there's your eight right there. You got six pretty much big Power Five, two at large, and which are smaller conferences. I mean, dude, there's a, a such a different way to Indiana make this work.
1: Indiana six one, Iowa State State. six and one. There's so many damn good schools. That's just like Miami Hurricanes seven and two. Like. Like I mentioned, how do you have 32 teams in the
0: NFL and half the t- league gets in? Over here, it's endless schools, but only four have an
1: opportunity. Over 200 schools, I believe, are some crap, and four get in. Oh, that makes total sense.
0: <laughs> I could go on forever with this, but it's just a bunch of cockamamie. Alabama, we talked about this last week, Sean, with Mike. 180 minus 180 is your clear-cut favorite. If I'm playing, I'm laying with the Crimson Tide. Clemson, although uh, with that matchup against Ohio State, which I believe is going to be the funner matchup, is about a close, almost a two and a half to one favorite to win this thing. Ohio State, five and a half to one in order Dame, 22 to one. You can probably kind of count them out. But uh, what do you think? Let's talk about that other game. Does Clemson and Ohio State, does Ohio State have a chance, Sean? I think they're pegged at about seven points right now as a f- underdog.
1: Uh, I definitely think they got a chance. Uh, I think they're definitely more on a level playing field compared to the Notre Dame-Alabama game. Justin Fields, that running back, I can't think of his name right now. They're both studs. SCN. There it is. I mean, I watched him play a couple games ago, and that boy, he's just an absolute beast. So, again, a lot of skilled players on that Ohio State team. Justin Fields knows he's going to the draft next year, so he's going to want to bowl out. And on the other side, you got Trevor Lawrence, who it speaks for himself. He's probably the number one overall pick so definitely a better game i think clemson's gonna win but i think ohio state can definitely stick again stick around and make it a game and you know if they won it wouldn't surprise me
0: definitely and those are the games to watch but nonetheless don't forget we are having a couple good games still coming up like we mentioned last week some of these bowl games you still got florida and oklahoma on december 30th you still got you know Oklahoma State Miami that'll be pretty fun probably high scoring Mm -hmm, but you know you're gonna have a couple games still left that are gonna be you know if you got the itch uh, they have the scratch for you so (laughs) (laughs) you know Georgia and Cincinnati I mentioned how Cincinnati might have been one of those viable players to get in with Georgia kind of stumbling later on in the season But, yeah, the big ones to watch, of course, are on January 1st with uh, Notre Dame and Bama, your first game in Ohio State, Clemson. Man, it'd be fun to go to Reno for that. But stay tuned, uh, because uh, if I go to Reno for one of these games, I might catch a little (laughs) bit of ice. And uh, I know that some of the fans want to catch some of the ice that's going to happen coming uh, here in January with the NHL, man. We haven't mentioned hockey in how long, Sean? couple, like ever since uh, it the Tampa grabber, Bay. Bro. Ever since Tampa Bay uh, hoisted their Lord Stanley's Cup. But, man, it's been a while. Why don't you go ahead and tell the fans, some of the uh, the the ice fans, uh, what are the, what the changes that they could be expecting in this upcoming 2021 season, Sean, if you got them?
1: Well, I know the NHL is working for a long time and how they were going to make this season work with all the crap going on. But they finally did announce, we are going to have a 56 game season. Uh, You're going to be just facing the teams within your division and it's going to be starting on January 13th. So, you know, that'll be fun and it'll include a 16 team playoffs. So kind of the details of what's going on. uh, You have the North, South, East and West. You got the North, got the South, got the West with me. And everybody, exactly. down,
0: don't mess with me because we don't want no problem. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Go. Well, we do have all the divisions set. And the North will literally be a all-North division. It will include every Canadian team. Uh, they're trying to be strategic to where they can limit the travel. So, you know, definitely smart. So they'll have the all-Canada North, of course the South, the East, and the San Jose Shark West. Uh, one thing to know is that San Jose start, starts. The San Jose Sharks are in Santa Clara County, so they're actually even doing their off season in Scottsdale, Arizona. And until uh, the whole COVID uh, restrictions are lifted, they're, I think, currently trying to find a home to play or prepare to play if things aren't lifted by the. You mean they're going to
0: be sharing Airbnbs down there with the 49ers?
1: Basically, they're going to be. Uh, well, actually, the
0: 49ers the, aren't getting into It'll, it'll playoffs. be done by then, but
1: they'll, probably, <laughs> they'll probably be extending them and moving in the Sharks when the Niners are leaving. So. They'll just
0: take over the lease.
1: <laughs> yeah, man, that's the way it's looking right now. But, no, I'm definitely happy they did uh, finally make the announcement for us to have some hockey coming up in January. We're obviously excited finally get our uh, San Jose Sharks back on the ice, with the exception of us not being able to play in San Jose for the time being. But I'm sure they'll get things uh, situated. Yeah, and
0: with that all Canadian North as they're trying to, uh, you know, limit. It's gonna suck because <laughs> I know Mike would love this because he always tries to cancel out or he always tries to you know, not kind of throw shade on the damn Canadian how they love it and that you know, this is their sport, but all <laughs> his American teams are always winning it, and now they're gonna be like duking it out against each other. So it's gonna suck because. What two teams maybe going to advance? I don't know exactly how it's going to play out, but yeah, it, it sucks that they're going to kind of cancel each other out. But you got uh, the Colorado Avalanche, Sean, to give you some futures going forward. If you like anybody, let me know. Golden Knights, they're still in it to try and win it at seven and a half to one. Tampa Bay, your reigning champs uh, right there as well. The Bruins, they seem to never go away at 12 to one. The Flyers, they competed pretty good last year as they're rebuilding at 16 to one. The Maple Leafs that are going to be in that north at 13 to one. That's the first team coming out of the north with the best obs, Toronto. So all you Canadian fans, eh, you guys look up for them. So. The Capitals 18 01, Blues 18 01, Penguins 18-01. The Stars, we like them over here on this podcast 20 to 1. And our Sharks, uh, unfortunately, um, unfortunately, Sean, our Sharks are looking at a mere 45 to 1 to win this Stanley Cup. So uh doesn't look like it's gonna happen in the Bay Area, or shall I say, Arizona this year, but <laughs> anybody you like there, man, any teams, uh going forward that you can see that someone might want to drop a future bet well i
1: gotta admit mark i mean until you beat the champ they're gonna stay the champ so tampa yes it's a future bet that you might not get the best odds but then again the hardest thing to do in any sport is repeating i'm gonna go with tampa man at least uh, you know for some value and have a favorable uh, chance of winning definitely a team to watch out in the east
0: Yeah. And other than our co-host, Mike, I don't think that any of us here on this podcast are probably going to really say that, uh, that we're going to know too much about hockey going into this season. So I think we got to let this season play out, especially for ourselves and see what really happens, but hopefully it's, uh, going to be fun. I know it's going to be shortened as well, but, uh, we'll see. So, uh, from the ice to the pitch, if we want to hit it real quick, EPL, Sean, you got, Liverpool standing ahead of the table, five points. They get that Bobby Firmino header at the end to seal the deal against Tottenham Hotspurs. Your Wolves win on a Monday. Not bad. Uh, The top of the table is looking pretty fun, you know, if you're an English footy fan, but let's hit it real quick two minutes what do you see what do you like what do you think happens after boxing day and going into 2021 man
1: well i think tottenham kind of just crapped the bed with uh, back-to-back losses they you know fell from a top spot to the sixth spot and definitely not good for them you know they kind of hit a point in the season where they had a lot of good momentum and i think after that loss versus liverpool marino went to uh, Marino went to Klopp and told him that the better team lost today, which you know, I don't know about that. Liverpool, you know, despite all the injuries, they only have one loss this season. So, well-deserved, 31 points on top of the table. Leicester, again, like last season, making noise up there. And what about Manchester United, man? Third place, 26 points, tied with Everton. They only have five points off of the lead. It's so crazy because it seems like any Man U loses your ties – the world's coming to an end they're so far behind the tape when it's like hey you blink and they are only five games be, you know five games five points behind liverpool so you know you got to look at those two teams right there uh lester and man U. yes i mean oh, i'm kind of sounding cliche looking at the second and third place team but they're teams that you know always can stick around liverpool as long as they can stay healthy i mean they are the favorite they're so talented Again, they do have a lot of injuries, some injuries being longer-term injuries and others. But they can kind of just keep this stride going. They're going good. Manchester City, they're only three points off of Man, uh, Man United at 23 points, but they are in eighth place. It's weird to think-
0: see them so far down in the table.
1: It is very weird, bro, but it's funny because i seen something that they were talking about percentage to win the Premier League. They actually still have Man City as number one. And I'm like, I don't know about that, man. I mean, yes, they're only eight points behind Liverpool, but I just don't think they're as good as Liverpool. Like, as simple yeah. as that. I just don't think they're as good as Liverpool. So, I mean, I don't know. People are expecting them to make that Man City run to hopefully compete. And, again, they're not too far at, too far away. But Liverpool has got to keep going out and just don't lose games. If you, wanna, if you don't want to win, just get a draw, but, you know, Don't lose games.
0: And I think Man City, don't say that though, Sean. We all know what happened that one season when they actually lost the, (laughs) uh, the, (laughs) the, the title to Man City because they had all the, what was it, like those four or five draws in a row, but... Yeah, I think that with Manchester City have been getting a favorable draw and favorable, you know, group matchups in the Champions Leagues. them never having one under their belt and their owner has voiced how much he's been, uh, you know, anticipating and in pursuit of that Champions League trophy, you know, big old mystery, old years. But I think that, you know, I like what I'm seeing at the top of this uh, EPL table. You got the two Merseyside teams in Everton and Liverpool up there in the top four. And that's not, you know, let's not let's not forget Leicester City, man. This is a team that was like a five five to one or whatever they were, you know, to win this Premier League a couple of seasons ago. And they did it that, you know, that was news heard around the world. That was kind of unprecedented. And you kind of think, you know, no one really heard of Leicester City before unless you were like a huge, you know, EPL fan. It was the United's, the Liverpool's, the Tottenham's, you know, the Chelsea's, the Arsenal's. But you know, to to have Leicester City, you know, win that title and kind of with Vardy and with, with what with, with, you know, the moves that they've continually made to, to, to stay atop of, you know, the EPL, not get relegated and, you know, be a contender year after year. I really like to see that out of the Foxes, man. And Arsenal all the way down, all the way down in that table. That's kind of a, a you know with the moves that they've tried to make I think that that's kind of a shocker I can see them you know obviously working themselves up but it's a fun table to look at obviously I can say that being a Liverpool homer but I mean nonetheless like you mentioned United it seems like the world's gonna crash and down but then you look up and they're in third place so all the world all in the world is right when United's good right
1: Well, I mean, that's what it seems like. It is before Boxing Day, so, I mean, at least the table's looking good as of now. Who knows what it's going to look like in about a month or two. You know, Liverpool might have a one-point lead, or they might have a 20-point lead. (laughs) I mean, you never know. But as of right now, it is definitely looking good with uh, Leicester and Man United right behind them. And, you know, Everton, Chelsea, Tottenham, Southampton, Man City, right there, that's eight teams, and they're all within eight points, so... You know we're just 13, 14 games into the season, so a lot of football to still be played. And we'll see if one of these teams that are a little bit further down the table can work their way up, bro.
0: Yeah, and it's yeah, it's definitely gonna be fun. So stay tuned in for that. Stay tuned in for for the games and just to give you a quick update Liverpool minus 110 Manchester City still 225 to almost 2 to 1 to win and Manchester United 10 to 1 so not bad as Tottenham as good as they've played they're sitting at 16 to 1 to win this so people don't anticipate much from them because uh, they just don't win trophies. Sorry, Tottenham Hotspur fans, but better best of luck to you. But let's just see, man. Because uh, right now, even Chelsea's got a better uh, odds at twelve to one. So, yeah, I think that uh, it's time to transition. But let's get into the comic, Sean. Once again. This podcast is brought to you by Treasure Island Comics in Fremont, California. Make sure you check them out, treasureislandcomics.com at TI Comics on social media. You can get books sent to you, you can pick them up or whatever you like, but make sure you check out Alex for your holiday wish list. Sean. Let's get into comics. I got the new ones that have been coming out this. Well, they're not actually out yet because once again, we are recording on Tuesday, which we usually don't do. It kind of throwing me for a loop, but comics coming out on December 23rd, uh, Christmas Eve, Eve, new comic book day. Here we go, man, from D.C. We got Detective Comics for myself and Sean or myself and Mike. 1033 Action Comics for myself and Mike Wonder Woman 769 Batman White Knight presents Harley Quinn number 3 I'm excited for that one Batman Beyond 50 coming out of Marvel you got Excalibur 16 Doctor Doom 10 Star Wars Bounty Hunter 8 Spider Woman 7 King in Black 2 Image is going to offer you Gideon Falls 27 Outcast 47 our favorite undiscovered country number 11 lucky number 11 yo 11 department of truth number 4 that one's for mike and and for mike and myself man we're going to see what this scumbags up to and scumbag number 3 boom studios is offering you something is killing the children 13 and unkindness of ravens number 4 idw's throwing you sea of sorrows 2 For Mike, Scaring Hood 3 and Aftershock for myself is going to offer Miles to Go. Number three, AWA, one of our favorites, is going to offer Mike's favorite, Grendel, Kentucky. And Source Point Press, Black of Heart 2. Sean, let me know. What do you want to – anything you looking forward to? I don't know how your list is looking this week. I think I'm getting about seven, eight books for a holiday, uh, for Christmas reading. But uh, what are you what are you looking forward to, man? Get in. Let's get into it.
1: Well, we're definitely gonna be getting a good uh, list of holiday books for the Christmas season. But Undiscovered Country, a lucky number eleven, bro. It's the book you probably knew I was gonna mention. I'm telling you, bro. I'm excited on this one. I, I've been excited since we started reading it. It keeps getting better and better. And I'm definitely excited to see what this next book's gonna give us.
0: I'm looking forward, actually, to Miles to Go. I've been anticipating this third issue. Uh, The story's been real exciting thus far, as the little girl that grows up, you know, kind of gets in that whole mob scene and whatnot. So I'm excited for that one. I'm also excited for the Harley Quinn, like I mentioned, although, um, Mm -hmm. you know, we're getting so many different Harley, Joker type of stuff lately. Uh, You know, so we'll see how that one goes, but... I mean, it, these books are going to kind of change for us being DC kind of homers, I guess, on this podcast, if you will, because the future state that's coming up uh, at the end of Batman 105, I know you probably saw at the bottom at how it said that uh, we'll get into that book later, but you're going to revisit these stories in March because everything's going to change and mm-hmm. that's, I'm not, I mean, I'm not looking too familiar, or I mean, too forward to that, probably because I'm not too familiar with what's going to change and partake in these next two months. But I mean, I I just don't think that I really like how they're just going to kind of push us on to something drastically different than what we've been accustomed to or what we're reading now in this future state. So I mean, DC's always doing stuff. I know Mike mentioned last week that he's done, he's done, he's done, you know, he with all these tie ins and whatnot. So I'm sorry to say it, fans, but I might be kind of be done with the future state for two months and kind of just freshen up on some old stories or some, you know, indie stuff that I want to get into more. But I don't know. D.C. kind of uh, doing their own thing right now. I don't know if it's for better, for worse. Uh, They might think it's for better, but I'm kind of in the middle still with it. So I don't know what your thoughts are on it, Sean, just to do a little future state, just because, uh, you know, I personally it got brought up to kind of my attention again as I read Batman. And I kind of like thought about, oh, that's right. We're not going to get Batman, you know, four more times until March. And going forward, you know, that's another little bit of news. That i think mike mentioned as well but batman just remember sean coming in march it's going to be once a month now it's not going to be twice a month anymore yeah. so it's going to be a lot of changes i'm excited i just kind of wish that uh, i just kept the batman story going you know with the bao fam and and the harley thing going right now and the big twist that we had at the end with the ghost maker to kind of have us anticipate the end of future state and get back into this story, because me, that's what more well, that's what I'm looking forward to more kind of get through these first two months of 2021, see how the vaccine and how society's <laughs> going and kind of get back into my regular reading. I don't know how excited I am or how much I'm going to get into the future state. But, um, yeah, I don't know if you have any thoughts on future state, but those are mine going forward, man. And I don't know how excited I am or how much I'm going to get into it personally.
1: Well, I think just the normal that we have right now with what we're reading, we're pretty much going to get future states, something completely different. So I'm kind of like on you, it's impacting everything we're going to read. It's going to be a whole new array of things. Uh, It's changing, obviously, the schedule of the book we're getting from once every two weeks to once every month. So like you guys, I don't know if I'm really the biggest fan or going to really get into it. Again, it's different. So, I mean, it could be good. It might not, you know, it might be good, but You know, I kind of like the system we got going right now. And, yeah, I just – especially with what we're reading right now with the Fam, you know, Ghostmaker and Batman, Harley. You know, I kind of like the story they got going right now. So we already know there's going to be some changes, again, with the future state. Obviously, there are going to be a new black Batman. So, you know, something else to consider. So, yeah, kind of – you know, another brother from another mother. So I'm definitely, you know – curious on the direction it's going to go when actual stories do come out you know i'm not gonna i can't help myself and not freaking at least look to see you know the stories the kind of concept of them but yeah i'm not too sure if i'll uh, be getting into them either
0: yeah and i think we're gonna get into a lot more books when we have another you know episode 94 next week hopefully it's gonna be all together again for like the first time in ages it seems like but We're going to get more into these books and these stories. We've kind of all just been, you know how it is during the holidays. We get with family. Sean, you just got married, you know, congratulations once again. So, you know, Mike's doing his thing with his new, you know, newborn son at home. And we've all just been kind of busy and holidays throw us for a loop and whatnot. But we're going to get back into talking more of these books. Like I mentioned, Undiscovered Country, Miles to Go and, you know, and, and a scary hood and all we're going to get a couple more this week and we're going to get into them a bit more but sean the one that i want to do get into for sure as we always do it's going to be we're going to be getting into it a little bit less starting in march as we just mentioned earlier but it's batman 105 you mentioned it i think it was a great great way for tinyan to kind of keep us on edge going into march and to kind of get over the future state but he got me thinking like, holy moly, did you think that this was going to happen at the end with Ghostmaker? How they kind of just like truce it out and now they're going to go help – he's going to finally help Gotham out with him with Bruce and Fam is on the loose and Bruce and Bruce and Bruce and Bruce, and Bruce, and Bruce, and Bruce, Bruce hit it. But yeah, I think it's <laughs> – I think whatever Tanyan did, he got me ready for March and I was not expecting for Ghostmaker and – and, and Bruce to kind of, you know, get along, if you will.
1: Well, you can see that Ghostmaker obviously has kind of his own agenda and definitely has his way of handling things compared to Bruce. But in like one of those weird ways, he kind of is Bruce in a different fashion. So them kind of working together, they definitely have a code that kind of intertwines in one way or another. And Bao Fan, man, look at how big this character's become, bro. I mean, he was ready to just chop suey Harley. And, you know, it was kind of weird because the thing is, you see a Batman is just like, bro, like, come on now. Don't do it. Don't do anything crazy. But on the flip side, Balfan was just convinced that Harley Quinn uh, played a role into his parents dying. So now he's going to be gooning out, doing what he's doing. I'm just curious. I mean, obviously being on, you know, the edge of RC, that cliffhanger, what's going to happen next? How is, you know, Ghostmaker going to help Batman? Is he really going to help Batman? What do you think's going to happen?
0: Uh, you know I wasn't even thinking about that until you said it but yeah you're right I think he does have his own agenda and I think that we we kind of got it, it it was part 4 I believe that Tinyan offered us this week in ghost stories yeah part 4 so he does have his own agenda and it does kind of seem, you know, we're gamblers here on the comic bookies podcast when things seem too good to be true, Sean, you know, they usually are. They usually are. So this guy's just uh, all this beef that they've had. And, you know, can that many good things come to Bruce's life in, in one issue when, when, when you got Bao deciding not to chop suey as you will, uh, Harley's head. And, but now he's on the loose and Bruce, and Ghostmaker just cares, thinks that Bruce just cares about him because it reminds him of his eight year old self and losing his family and whatnot. So, you know what, Sean? I'm actually going to stick with you on that point. And I think that when we do return to 106 in this Batman series from Tinyin, I actually do think that at, maybe not in five, but I think that in issue six, probably ending out this arc. I think that we're gonna get a whole different twist from this guy Ghostmaker, but he is really becoming a pretty, I mean, prominent figure in this storyline that's been delivered to us from Tiny and so early with uh, the with Clown Hunter. You got. Um, you got Ghostmaker, Clownhunter, clown hunter and punchline so just so many new characters to take in to kind of replace that alfred and yeah like we mentioned last week this is batman story that's been delivered to us uh, uh, lately from dc is just completely different than what regular fans are probably used to but it's fun and i'm excited like i said most more excited for it to come back in march than i am for future state in january and february sean
1: Definitely agree, bro. You took the words right out of my mouth. It's crazy how many new characters we've had and how big these characters have been. You know, Punchline, she definitely is a character that, I mean, I could see her being in a lot of stories going forward. Obviously, Ghostmaker, he definitely has kind of just like that anti-villain to a degree. Like, he's definitely got that villain feel, but you see he kind of has that, okay, you know, we got to go get Balfam, I can help you. But then you kind of you can't help but think this fool ain't gonna help him. This guy got his own agenda. And then Balfam himself. I mean, again, is he really a villain? Is he really bad? I mean, Clown Killer. You know, obviously his parents died, so he has his own. <laughs> you know, he has he has something that's fueling him into doing what he's doing. So it's really interesting, kind of like the mindset into all these different characters and like why they are, how they are. Are they really bad guys? So. Yeah, it's definitely some good characters for sure.
0: Definitely, definitely. And like I said, we'll get more into these books starting next week. But I want to get into some of this streaming again and some of this entertainment. Sean, Disney Plus, HBO Max, they're gonna go head to head again, it seems like, on Christmas Day, with uh Disney's Soul releasing yes. as well as Wonder Woman eighty-four. Uh, I know that you got some thoughts if you want to share, you know, I think that you got reviews on Wonder Woman that it hasn't been globally, uh, you know, not, I wouldn't say accepted, but it hasn't been globally loved, if you will, that the reviews that it just hasn't, I don't know if it's pandemic, uh, pandemic uh reasons why or just uh people the story is just not as good you know i've seen the trailers i'm still to be decided when it when i watch the movie but what do you think sean do you think that disney is gonna kill it on uh, disney plus on christmas with soul being released or is hbo max finally gonna be able to one up uh disney plus with wonder woman 84 give us your news and your opinion sean
1: Well, I think the way that we're releasing these, you know, different movies here in the U.S., they're going to both be viewed by a lot of people. You know, the subscribers for Disney Plus, the subscribers for HBO Max. So the numbers are going to be there. I think the numbers are obviously going to be a little misleading. It's going to come down to who actually liked the movie. I mean, looking at what they've said about Wonder Woman so far in a couple of different markets, including the Chinese box office, it's definitely not really been the movie they anticipated it to be. But then I'm seeing a couple other articles. It's not just the actual numbers that are generated. It's just the actual movie itself. They're saying it's actually not the best movie. With that being said, it's Gal Gadot. It's Wonder Woman. I mean, I think she's a great character. I the Wonder Woman, uh, number one. So I think the movie, you know, it should be good. You know, Cheetah's in it. I, I don't know why. You know, it's definitely not... Living up to expectation, per se, in these different markets the way that they anticipated it to. But then again, it hasn't hit the U.S. market yet, so I think that would be a little different. And the movie Soul, it's just another fun Disney movie, which people are going to watch. Kids are going to love. So, I mean, I think—
0: I don't mean to cut you off, Sean. Sorry, but I think that's where Disney Plus is going to get the plus and the one up on HBO Max again, in my opinion. Because they're going to go head-to-head— You mentioned that, uh, you know, unless you're a bunch of guys sitting around that you might be kind of interested in watching Wonder Woman in her costumes and whatnot. (laughs) I just think that it's Christmas. It's kids. I mean, what are you going to do to distract the kids? You're going to put on Disney Plus got the new movie, Disney, Disney, Disney. That's what kids love. You know, us men, we're going to be trying to watch basketball. We're going to be trying to watch the football game that's going to be on on Christmas, we ain't going to really be giving a damn as much about these. You know, these we can catch them on Saturday or Sunday. You know, I'll, I'll watch Wonder Woman 84, you know, Saturday night or something. You know what I mean? As far as that first opening day box office release, if you will, I just kind of see this Jamie Foxx led and, you know, cast of this you know jazz bass type of i know kids movie and soul mm-hmm. kind of get the one up on wonder woman 84 man i i hope to see good things come to hbo but uh disney plus is just uh and disney itself just always seems to one up the, the, this industry for some reason
1: well i think there's a reason for it too i actually uh got into HBO on maxi's my dad's account so i actually got a in depth to see what they have and i mean rather wonder woman one-ups or soul one-ups i don't even know if that's really the battle going on i think wonder woman needs to just have a good showing so you know fans can just get on board with obviously just the dc universe as a whole because it's from the movie standpoint overall their movies obviously just haven't been probably the best with the exception of a handful of them but when you when you look at what disney does man you know, if you tell the average person, you know, those 80s babies, even early 90s babies, hey, we're going to have a platform with the Aladdins, the Lion Kings, the Toy Stories, all those like household touch your heart movies. Bro, people are going to they're going to get that no matter what. And they keep coming out with all this different stuff, all those announcements you and I did a couple weeks ago with the Star Wars stuff, the MCU stuff, you know, soul coming out. You know you're going to watch it if you have DC, uh, sorry, DC, if you have Disney+. Plus. On the other hand, when you look at uh, HBO Max, they actually have some good stuff coming out, too. You know, obviously with Wonder Woman, I think it's going to be up to 17 new movies coming out next year that are, you know, box office type movies from the Space Jam 2 to the Godzilla King Kong movie. But it's all coming kind of at a price with all these different directors, all these different agents kind of like questioning the methods so you know i guess the negative publicity is not exactly the best but being a comic bookie bro all we want is just good content so i guess you know as long as it comes out and it's easy access for us to get it and it's good quality that's all we want
0: and you know what, Sean, I want to go back to that take that you had on, you know, it might not be so much about going head to head and competing, but it might be more about HBO Max kind of having, uh, you know, an audience kind of get drawn in with this movie and, you know, with this character kind of, you know, like you said, to to build on on the DC universe as they try to, you know, always Kind of, you know, the the MCU is already there. It is what it is. We know that they're gonna get theirs, right? Even though, as I mentioned in, in the intro, there 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 is a certain rapper that's trying to, you know, get his <laughs> own role in the MCU. We'll get to that later, as we still uh hold that little uh, that little uh, uh treat for you guys coming here towards the end. But man, I think that, like you mentioned, they got to get on track. And you know they 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 gotta try to compete. I think that if I'm not mistaken, AT&T stock has been stagnant. It, it might have fallen a little. It might have fallen a bit. I believe in these last couple of days. But they just they have they have so much debt in, in that company and in Time Warner and everything that AT&T owns that they just need something to kind of get them a uh, to get them on the tracks with the netflixes and the disney pluses so they can you know you know produce and and get more money and and more options to to do stuff you know and and keep their you know their um Christopher Nolan's ex- happy to to stay with them and create exclusive contents for them and whatnot so you know, another guy that they want to keep happy with is a guy that is hoping that you're going to sit there at a movie theater, Sean, for four hours and watch the <laughs> Snyder Cut as as we hope that the Snyder Cut with the date of what, Sean, you mentioned that is uh, going to be re- it's uh, March. We don't it's have to be in
1: March. I don't think they have a specific date yet, but it's confirmed that in March will be the release month of the Snyder Cut.
0: And here we got with the Snyder cut being released, uh, four different parts on HBO max as well. Uh, and I believe that I think all jokes aside that I think they are going to try to uh, release it in movie theaters. If you can withstand a Titanic ish type (laughs) of, uh, a feature length movie. But I think that, uh, with the Snyder cut and everything that HBO was working on, uh, I just uh, hope that they, you know, have enough to compete to keep DC, you know, Warner Brothers and these movies and characters alive, you know, for us, for our sake. That's pretty much it. You know, I I, I don't want to hear these rumors about they're going to kill off their comics and all that BS that we've been hearing. I just I want the truth, damn it. And I want the goods and I want the <laughs> I, I want the DCU to thrive just like the, the MCU, Sean. So.
1: Yeah, I mean, in our lifetime, especially, you've seen how many different Batmans, how many different Jokers, how many different Supermans. And it's not to say in a negative way, but, you know, they've been able to release some good movies along with obviously some bad movies. And they're just trying to find something that works as well as just some just good content uh, right now. Obviously, a time where all this different stuff's being worked on. And it sucks because from our standpoint, I mean, we kind of know it is a competition. And alluding to what you just said, the MCU's just established themselves so well that now they're just releasing stuff without competition. They're just releasing stuff like, hopefully it's good and the fans like it. Like, we aren't competing with nobody because we're on our own level right now. And they are. And on the other side, you know, HBO Max with this new platform, maybe the directors and agents don't like it, but to a degree, you know, you know, these higher-ups... Their job is to get subscribers. Their jobs is to, a.k.a. get fans in the seats. You know, you want people to subscribe, so they're going to do whatever they can. And, yes, it's coming out, you know, an extent of some people not being happy. But, you know, Wonder Woman, number two, hopefully it leads to uh, just a good transition to the Snyder Cut in March, the future Batman movie, the Flash movie, and so on.
0: And speaking of the Snyder to kind of finish this off real quick before we get into a little bit more of the funner uh, news on this podcast. But Zack Snyder also said that he is willing or not willing, if you would say, but kind of wishing that, you know, that he could do a comic book uh, with uh, Jim Lee. And uh, in which he kills off Robin, and I'm reading this here from the bleeding, or bleedingcool.com, and uh, I thought it was pretty interesting. You got a picture here of you know the Joker with like a dragon on his back, a crazy ass tattoo, <laughs> and Zack Snyder just you know he's saying here quote that he doesn't think anything's happened, he doesn't think anything's gonna happen right away, but him and Jim talk quite a bit, and uh, you know he thinks that doing a book or a comic book down the road to kind of finish this. But they haven't locked anything in, he says. He would love to do a comic book in the post apoc in the post apocalyptic nightmare world. The world has fallen, and the red tag team that's left alive trying to pull it all back. In quotes. So, yeah, I think that uh, Zack Snyder, man, this dude's really trying to do a lot, you know, and kind of venture out from into writing a book as well. So, man, I, I, I Is this guy single-handedly trying to keep uh, HBO and them alive? Because uh, he's kind of putting in work here, but uh, we'll see. I know Mike would probably be excited about this news or have more on it, but I don't know if you saw this, Sean. This is kind of coming across uh, uh, my screen here, kind of breaking news, if you will, not that long ago. But yeah, Zack Snyder. Here trying to collaborate with the famous Jim Lee and write a comic book in which uh, it could be the death of Robin where the Joker kills Robin, man.
1: That would definitely be cool. And, I mean, talking about someone broadening his horizons, man, going from this, you know, the script in the movie scene to a comic book, that would be awesome. And he couldn't do it with a better person other than Jim Lee. And that's for damn show. So, Sean.
0: Talk about all the excitement that uh, PlayStation 4, if you will, because I guess it didn't affect 5 or certain Xbox. But there's a certain platform that, um, you know, it, 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 you might have a little extra unexpected scenery in uh, Cyberpunk 2077 that came out, ladies and gentlemen. Supposedly, Sony, I don't know if you guys have heard, Sean, you talked about it in a pre-production Sony
1: is just busting through their pants with this one, Sean. What happened, man? Well, it's funny, Mark, because Cyberpunk 2077 is a video game, and we've seen some crazy things in video games. Grant that photo. But in this video game, somehow, I guess, a character's shlongadong burst out <laughs> there through his pants. Is. There it is. Yeah, something that I don't think we ever think we'd see in a video game or want to see but somehow it burst out of a character's pants and it uh became a very very uh, controversial and it led to i guess them pulling it from uh, the quote-unquote shelves or whatever platform people were buying it from and i'm seeing here that they're actually facing uh some fines of up to twenty seven thousand dollars as well as a couple of uh, other minor little infractions But, yeah, kind of crazy, bro, a video game. And I know it's funny putting all the pieces together because you texted us about Cyberpunk 2077 being pulled and kind of telling us why. And it's kind of like, what the hell? I mean, a freaking video game. But it's crazy to see, you know, they've sold 13 million copies, not including games purchased that have already been refunded due to what happened. But alluding to what you said, it has been pulled from PS4, but you can still find it on the new Xboxes and PlayStation 5s.
0: It's crazy, Sean, because Mike's act, Mike actually mentioned this a couple weeks back, but I guess it didn't like stick much until you just mentioned it, and I'm like looking it up. Cyberpunk, actually, I saw this on the shelves at Treasure Island, and it was kind of a big release, but I, that's where I actually saw it. For some reason, I was like, where have I seen this? And I actually saw the comic at the comic book store not knowing that there was a damn game to go along with it or how big this was going to get but dude that's funny man i find that kind of interesting because not it, i don't think it's every day that you see like a comic book be released alongside with a game you know i think that's pretty cool for the in, for both industries if you ask me but nonetheless dude they did have release disaster with the uh, graphics of um guys i mean pitching tents and you know with more graphic ways of viewing it and i guess of what they said but uh yeah i just find this funny it's not every day that you you get a comic book released with the game like i said (laughs) and that you get a disaster of this sort but they are offering refunds i see that microsoft as well as you know i think uh sony has been extending their um their refunds probably to not just digital but you know all uh platforms whether it's you know hard copy as well but it's kind of just a fun little crazy interesting story that uh we'd like to share with you guys if you guys haven't heard it yet kind of throw some light into this uh holiday weekend sean but uh let's get into this last piece of news i do not want to let you guys uh wait for too long because i've been kind of teasing it all damn uh all damn uh episode man but here we are man nonetheless cliff smith your one and only how high favorite uh actor slash rapper mr cliff method man smith there, it is. there he is one of the all-time favorites has came out and said via comicbook.com that I'm also getting this news here man he said that on Jamel Hill we all heard her name lately you know trying to start that 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 beef with Jake Paul trying to say you know what not with the whole uh, well, that's a whole nother story but Method Man came on Jamel Hill's podcast. Uh, is on un- Jamel Hill is unbothered her podcast, and he revealed that he is interested in portraying a new character in either the Marvel or DC universes if giving an opportunity. Um, he said that he had a conversation with Edith Elba when there was a rumor going around that he was going to play the next James Bond and that he thought it was big. Method Man revealed, uh, he, uh, he's gone about saying that he's a huge, uh, uh, Wolverine fan, uh, and that he's, you know, he's, he's kind of more into the Marvel universe, but you know, what do you think? Uh, I don't know how old Mr. Cliff Method Man Smith is. I'm pretty sure he's pushing his fifties there. if not, you know, but he's a little bit on the older side, but I think it's kind of fun to see, uh, a guy that, you know, obviously has had an acting career. And I don't know if he could play, you know, kind of uh, – he, he's more of like a comedic actor. I don't know if he can play one of these, like, true hero, hero or, you know, villain-type roles. But I think it'd be kind of fun to see this guy, you know, kind of <laughs> try to make his way into the MC universe. But he, he wants one of those contracts, Sean. He wants one of those, like, 10-year contracts that all these – uh. Uh, you know, these, <laughs> uh, you know, the, the, what's his name? Iron Man and, uh, Kenny. Downey, Chris Downey Jr. Guys. Yeah, he wants one of these Absolutely. damn contracts. Ten years where he's going to play a role in all, in an ongoing universe. But your thoughts, Sean?
1: Uh, well, I haven't heard much of his music lately or seen him in any movies or TV shows. So I could see why he'd want a contract. Uh, I like Method Man, obviously a legend, but he's not someone who's going to get that contract in any universe, (laughs) in my opinion. You know, let's be honest. I think he definitely could fit the role of maybe, you know, playing a character in something. I mean, watching Mandalorian recently, Bill Burr, he's a uh, comedy guy, comedian, and he's in a couple episodes, you know, plays his role, plays kind of just like a secondary character, something I could see, you know, Method Man playing, but the idea that he can go and play a whole new character and kind of just establish himself. I just think right now things are kind of too established and him himself. I don't think there's something that's really like creatable for him that you can just like go and make up. This is the new thing. This is a new something for this guy and he's going to run off with it for the next five to seven years and take head waves, you know, sorry, method, man. Again, he could probably, you know, be a secondary character on an episode or in a movie or something, like he, you know, <laughs> he might have been a comic book fan when he was a kid, but he definitely isn't going to be no comic book character.
0: Jeez, I mean, that's pretty good analysis, Sean. I like how you lay it on
1: it, not too harsh, not too... Uh optimistic but i mean you can find a role for anybody you know that's my thing you know you have a movie a show you can find a role for anything but the idea of maybe what he wants i mean you gotta (laughs) be a little realistic here i
0: think he wants he wants to get in on this streaming disney plus he saw that disney plus uh uh, sky that those shares (laughs) skyrocket he probably had a you know he probably got a couple in his portfolio he's seen them skyrocket you see he can make some money off of them but he is say that he's willing to do DC Universe as well. So uh, uh, Nolan uh, Snyder, get get him in the cut. Snyder, get him in the cut. But. I mean,
1: knowing him, what's gonna happen is that the new Black Batman's gonna come out, and he's gonna end up wanting to play him. I already <laughs> see it from a mile away.
0: Well, hey, brother, you already said that the future state that I'm not looking too forward to uh, that. They're going to it's a it's a brother from another mother for future state. It is. So if this future state catches on hey, I can see method man with his hat half bent sideways sitting in the Time Warner studios <laughs> trying to get a contract <laughs> to play Mr. Future State Bruce Wayne. Right. You never know. <laughs> he's, bro. He's That's on to things. things. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we've kind of came to the end we just kind of wanna say that we appreciate your guys's time. Uh, if you will, Sean, kind of round us out with, uh, I know you're a huge movie fan. Let's kind of give the fans a little little treat. What would uh, tell us what you, what you're looking forward to uh, movie wise going this uh, going into this uh, holiday weekend, whether it be one that we discussed? uh in the soul in Wonder Woman 84 that's being released if it's kind of like a classic that we like to talk about on these um on the on the on these airwaves here in a home alone or a or um a turbo blaster i always used to turbo man i always used to like, <laughs> like to say jingle
1: all the way
0: jingle all the way baby or it, or, or if it could even be one that sh- that mike likes to argue about whether it's a christmas movie or not and die hard but is there any movie in particular that takes you back to your childhood, Sean, or that brings you closer to your family in this day and age? Or what do you think, man? Uh, kind of give a little top, you know, two, one, two, three or whatever, if you will, or or just what you like I'm looking forward to look uh, for your entertainment purposes on this holiday weekend, Sean.
1: Well, it's funny, bro, because I can remember from being a kid to so even now – when it comes to Christmas time, Home Alone 2 specifically, it's definitely a go-to. It's something that I don't know, man. It seems that like we watch it every year around this time. It always comes on, so that's definitely my go-to movie. Between uh, all the funny moments with uh, Marvin, Harry, and them being some pain in the asses from Macaulay Culkin, <laughs> but uh, you know what? It's definitely probably the farthest thing from Christmas movies. But especially growing up also, I seem to always watch a lot of Star Wars movies around Christmas time. Hella weird. I don't know why you're on TV, but I grew up, bro, always watching the Star Wars movies, the original films around uh, Christmas time. But, yeah, I mean, I guess between those, uh, Star Wars and Home Alone, definitely going to check out both Soul and Wonder Woman. Uh, You know, it's new material, new content, new movies. Very, very excited. So, yeah, definitely excited for all those different things. What about you, brother?
0: Yeah, you know, when it comes to Christmas time, now that I'm older, I feel like I've kind of kind of drawn away from the movies when it comes to, you know, you kind of spend more time drinking out with the family. And like I said, that's why I kind of mentioned about the soul earlier, kind of maybe have being a bit bigger hit because of the kids kind of partaking in those entertainment aspects of Christmas Day and whatnot. But, you know, going back to kind of think about when I was a kid, as you mentioned with the whole Star Wars, and I liked that also because that's kind of like what I, what I was looking for when I asked you that question, kind of like an organic of kind of something different, right? So, but with me, I got to go back to that, like, original Home Alone as well, man. Mm-hmm. I, it was actually... It was actually on TV the other day. I was watching it, you know, and man, when he just puts the damn firecrackers in that pot and it's just, you know, that <laughs> you dude, it's just like, yeah, again, I felt the animal. And then you got the, you know, Pesci and dude, it, it, dude, that, that movie, I, it really brings me back to my cousins and me sitting around. They always had more damn presents than my ass, but it was always, <laughs> you know, always fun. You know, the Santa Claus with Tim Allen, that's just a pure classic, in my opinion. And, you know, Bad going Mary. back as well. And, you know, I know a lot of the newer generation likes the 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 elf with uh, what's his name? Uh, Talladega Knights and old school. Jesus can't uh, remember. Will uh, Farrell. Bill, Bill Farrell. And yeah, I mean, the, there's just been I think we need a couple more classics. Right. uh. You, uh When was the last time like a real good Christmas movie has been released? I mean, you're bigger on movies than I am, Sean. I don't know if you could remember any, but uh, I don't know, man. I want another like classic, classic Christmas movie. You know, you got Christmas Story and all of them. But like we mentioned earlier, Jingle All the Way, love it. But yeah, it's just uh, I hope that everybody enjoys whatever movie they're going to watch, whatever streaming. And yeah. Yeah. Just, uh, I don't know, you want to round out uh, episode uh, 93 for us, man, as uh, as we wind it down. And uh, we hope that everybody has a beautiful holiday weekend safe as well.
1: Well, obviously, it is a very, very special week with Christmas upon us. Obviously, everyone's happy with the short work week, but more so Christmas time. Definitely spend it with the ones you love as much as we do exchange gifts. More importantly, exchange time. Uh, with your family guys a lot of crazy stuff going on in the world as we're all aware of so it's definitely important to just you know spend time with your family and keep reminding them how much you guys love them the comic bookies live every week very very fun episode with my cousin mark unfortunately mike wasn't here physically but he is here spiritually as he always is and next week hopefully us three can definitely come out with a bomb ass new year's episode for everybody Yeah, guys, definitely check us out. You know, all the platforms, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, the YouTube page, The Norm. Definitely look forward to uh, all the future things coming out uh, this year for the comic bookies. uh, One more week. And, of course, next year, a huge 2021. And I do have a very, very quick breaking news to provide you guys. August 14th, 2021, 2021. Diamond Comic Distributors has announced that will be the free comic book day for next year, August 14th, 2021. So please jot that down.
0: There it is coming at you live. Sean P with the already breaking news. Right here on the Comic <laughs> Bookies Podcast. But uh, yeah, thank you guys. Like Sean's mentioned at the comic bookies on all social media at the comic bookies at gmail.com. And don't forget to check out at T.I. comics at all social media and treasure island for all your comic booking needs. Once again, this is Mark. This is for Sean coming at you. Uh, This has been episode 93, and remember, enjoy the sports, enjoy the books, and enjoy each other. Peace. Peace. Always enjoy each other. And enjoy Santa coming down that damn chimney.